Here is the question. What were the people of Gaza supposed to do? There was a lot of guilt stirred up inside me because I realized I was abandoning a people trapped in a concentration camp. Now, I don't want to be emotive. I don't want to be dramatic. However, it behooves me to say both my parents were in concentration camps. My mother was in Maidana concentration camp. My father was in Auschwitz concentration camp. And I was riddled with guilt that people facing circumstances like my parents and I had abandoned them. So, if even I had abandoned them, not making any claims to sainthood, but simply the fact that I invested 40 years of my life in that conflict and finally had to resign myself to the fact that nothing could be done, that a couple of days ago, the people of Gaza most of whom, let's bear it in mind, most of whom were born in that concentration camp. Does it really shock you that they would do something desperate to break free of that concentration camp? I don't know what I would do if I had been born into a concentration camp and spent 20 years of my life there. I do not defend Hamas. That's the responsibility of the Palestinian people to choose their leaders. If that economic blockade had not been imposed and Hamas failed in its leadership responsibilities, presumably Hamas would have been voted out in the next election. The democratic process was never allowed to the Palestinian people. Hillary Clinton, when the elections occurred in Gaza, this was her response, I'm quoting her. We should have made sure that we did something to determine who was going to win. That's the American notion of democratic elections. We should rig them so the people will choose only the candidates that we want. The truth is on the side of the Palestinian people and the truth is on the side of the people of Gaza. It is true that up until the election of 2006, Hamas didn't recognize Israel as a state. However, once it came into power, it was undergoing an evolution which quite possibly I'm not going to say certainly, 
it would quite possibly would have resulted in a leadership willing to negotiate with Israel. They were never given the chance. Who are the young people who join Hamas? If they were given an opportunity in life, if they were able to breathe, I don't know if they would have joined Hamas. Most of these young people are at the point where they're willing to just sacrifice their life because the situation is so hopeless. So I can't separate Hamas from the people of Gaza because the blockade creates a synthesis and assimilation between the people and Hamas. They have no other options. And this is the question that we must constantly ask ourselves. What were their options? In 2007, Israel launched Operation Cast Lead. It went from December 26, 2008 to January 17, 2009. Amnesty International published a report on that assault. They called the report 22 days of death and destruction. Israel killed about 1,400 people, including 350 children. It demolished, it flattened 6,000 homes. And go to 2014, Israel launches Operation Protective Edge. It kills 550 Palestinian children. It demolishes 18,000 homes. Peter Maurer, he was the president of the International Committee of the Red Cross. After those 51 days of death and destruction, and now I'm going to quote him. I hope your audience will bear in mind, we're talking about the president of the International Committee of the Red Cross, which means he's seen many war zones. And this is what he had to say after Israel's Operation Protective Edge. Quote, I've never seen such massive destruction ever before. And who is this destruction being visited upon? a population that's overwhelmingly refugees and which is half children. That's who the heroic IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, inflicts the most massive destruction that the president of the ICRC ever witnessed in his professional career. Why haven't the Palestinians tried nonviolence? Why haven't the people of Gaza tried nonviolence? But they did. In 2018, they launched the Great March of Return. And at the beginning, 
it was wholly non-violent. What did Israel do? Well, there is a very good human rights report that was issued by the UN describing what Israel did. According to the report, Israel targeted medical personnel, journalists, people with physical disabilities. What were the snipers targeting? They were targeting kneecaps mm -hmm. at below. Does it shock anyone? Is it really so bewildering that after attempting a nonviolent resistance, is it really a shock that it deteriorated and ultimately failed in its goals, in its objectives, to end that brutal, inhuman blockade of Gaza? So, let's go back to the basic question. What were they supposed to do? This poor fellow isn't sharp. He's weary and confused. He doesn't care about us, and he probably doesn't know what he's talking, 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 talking about. And you, you are puzzled. Welcome to I'm Sick of This Place. I'm your host, Chad Becker, and I think the intro covered all that needs to be said for me on the big thing of World War III, which is Israel versus Palestine. So anyways, now that that's over, I am here to just talk about things that I do in one thing that I am embarrassed, but I here I am saying it because fuck it, why not? I have at night, this isn't a, a common occurrence, but it, ha it has happened where I will go through and I will have all the, the, the different um, brief encounters, I should say. I don't, I don't know. Any, any woman that I've talked to or dated for, or for a quick moment, um, I still have a lot of those numbers. So I will, so this is instead of like, pure euphoric memory recall um so instead of just like laying in bed at night and being like oh wasn't that cool when i went on a date or oh wasn't it cool when this you know um i will now i'll be like i will look i will re read the nice sweet messages that we sent back and forth if there's pictures, I will then look at them. If they are nice pictures, I might masturbate to them and then think of what my life could have been if it went further than what it did. I don't know what that's saying about me. Obviously, it's sad and pathetic, but here I am saying it because I want to be truthful and if anyone can fucking understand the type of insanity that I am doing and I am dealing with, um, the sort of euphoric memory fantasy life where you will fucking make up uh, a future relationship with somebody that obviously it didn't work out. Um, there was ghosting on one or both ends. And uh, you will fucking fantasy masturbate to it and then hate yourself even more than you normally do. And uh, 
I don't know if I talked about it, but the 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 flashlight. Um. When I got it, I, okay, I fucked it. It feels fine, you know. I warmed it up. You clean it. It's 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 fine. Um. But one thing, if you're like me, never Reddit the flashlight community or uh, flashlight reviews because you will be going into the abyss that is men fucking torsos, men, men with like the the $3,000 blowjob machine or however much that costs. It is insanity. And I don't understand if they have the money, if they're going in debt, or what the fuck. Because to me, I see that and I go, we're going to go into the idea that these people are living in a basement and running up either their own credit cards, their parents' credit cards. And when that debt limit reaches and people come knocking on the door of why did you spend two $20,000 on different sex toys. And uh, that's when you murder yourself and your whole entire family. That's what I think will happen to a portion of those in the Fleshlight Reddit community, Fleshlight Reviewing community. Me, I seen that. I go, this is terrifying. I need to get the fuck out of there. And another thing that's terrifying to me is because I see it in myself. And it is, I, I, I recently watched um, Shin Kamen Rider. And of course, I like that shit. Um, I never really watched Kamen Rider, but it is in the, in the vague sort of kaiju monster fighting shit that I enjoy. And I have seen plenty of TikToks and, and of, of videos of, God forbid, um, it, it mentally disabled young adults, possibly my age, with fucked up haircuts. They don't go to a black man in a basement that you trust will um, not fuck up your hair. Um they just, it, it looks like they either cut their hair or their mother still cuts their hair. And obviously they live at home. Whatever money they do make is spent on uh, like common, right? I don't even know what they're called. Like uh, the best thing I can say is, is uh, like Morphin, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, but it's like a belt. They are spending all their money. Have you seen, do you know what I'm talking about where it's like, it's tens of twenties of people doing their transformation belts and they're all it's all the same it's like dark and dingy you know they're they're wearing a shirt that's too large they don't necessarily have to be fat but they're wearing a shirt that's too large they are then in what i would assume is a hoarder's home and they are either in a basement or they're in their room, which could be the basement, or it's wherever they feel the safest they can masturbate to. Maybe it's the bathroom. And I see that, and I see a part of myself in there. It's like look, it's like looking at yourself in a fun, funny house, fun way mirror, and you go, "Holy shit, 
my life could have been that. And it makes me happy that my life isn't that. Now I'm sure they're probably happy. And quite often I see mentally retarded people and I go, I wonder if that's great. And I'm not talking about like just straight down syndrome or that I, which obviously those people are having a fucking party. I am talking about like crippling handicap where once their 80 year old parents die, they will be put into a home as like a 56 year old that just screams in a cart that has no basis in reality. And I, and I look at that and I go, is it that bad in there? Would I be okay to be a 56 year old, no basis on reality? Maybe I don't even have depth perception, which would be fucking cool because I have often stared and just trying to figure out the world as if it is, as if I have no depth perception and everything is on a flat plane and it's just colors touching one another. Does that make sense? Have you ever just stared and go, let me try to remove senses that I have accumulated by developing into a human? <laughs> it's like, let me go back to a, almost a primordial sludge. Uh, well, I guess not. You kind of learn it as a baby. Let me try to go revert back to a one-year-old mindset where I don't know if you are alive when you cover your eyes. Um, how did I get here? I don't even know. Um, com- yes, the common Rider stuff. Uh, the movie ruled. Um, I'm still watching Indian movies, and those are the best because I don't know if it's badass to Indians, but to me it is hilarious because there will be scenes where there would be like a like a cheesy one-liner, or maybe not necessarily cheesy, but like hasta la vista, baby, even though that's fucking not English. But uh, you get the point uh, where I'm going. They will say a line in English, and I think it's meant to be badass, but when you watch something that is 80% in India, in Hindi, whatever the, the language is, uh, Tamil, Hindi, I don't know. I'm just now getting into it. Uh, they have different dialects like they do in China uh, where there's like Cantonese, Mandarin, but uh, so yeah. It's just hilarious. They will, there will be like a scene where they're playing basketball and before they play, they'll just like do like a, the dramatic look and it'll be like, you're going to lose. And they're like, dun, dun, dun. It's like, holy shit. He said, you're going to lose in English. This motherfucker is dead serious. Now, I don't know if it is because obviously they see an America cinema and to them, it's like badass lines are delivered in English or it's just, I, I have no idea. But anyways, uh, let, let's go back to me seeing things that resemble myself in ways that terrifies me. Um, I watched the Ulalilia documentary and not necessarily ter- like 
I do have a little bit in me. But what I see is my cousin Austin, and I go, if I was a scumbag, I could have really probably exploited him and made some money on him. Because he, I don't know if he's autistic or what the fuck, but he has a cerebral palsy, if I'm saying that shit right. And uh, all he would love to do is play video games and is like insane about wrestling and football. And I could have seen if, if he could have be- become an internet personality if I would have tried to exploit him because he has a lot of um, similar tendencies that this Alalilia has where it is he will just say shit and when you ask them to uh, further um, explain, they just won't. Or they, wi- or they will in such a weird way. For example, my cousin Austin, he would say the phrase, for me, I, it'd be like, Austin, why did you leave your shoes outside when you knew it was going to rain? And he goes, well, for me, I went outside and I got on the trampoline. And uh, so then for me, I come inside and uh, I forgot my shoes outside. It'd be something like that. Uh, where you're using for me, I, instead of just like, I don't know. I, I don't know what you could use instead of it besides like not using it all and just be like, yeah, I left. I'm Austin. Why'd you leave your shoes outside? Oh, I, I, I just forgot them outside. I was too busy. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I went outside to jump on the trampoline and I got excited and come back in instead of like for me I went outside and got on the trampoline and then I come back inside and for me I forgot the shoes um where am I at I don't I don't even know um I always thought I wonder if are they still doing um fundraisers for school. Now I went to a, not the best school, but not the worst school. If that makes sense. We obviously had fundraisers and it was, and I always thought it was strange. And I thought if I were to be, I guess a fundraiser spokesperson, it might go something like this. Hello, children. I am here to help raise funds for your school. Sorry about that. They say if you have a beer, it'll help cure your hangover. Um, Scratch that. You're too young for it. Yes. I am here to help raise awareness that your school is a piece of shit. It has no funds. Your district is bleeding dry. For some reason, they keep promoting assholes that don't know anything about children. And they keep making up positions to promote their friends in while they take away money from you students. They don't have raises for the staff that actually run the school, which are the teachers, the lunch ladies, God forbid, 
you give a janitor a dollar more per hour. I mean, heavens forbid you get something other than sawdust. We don't even you do you don't even have wood shop here. What what is he doing? Is he standing below? Do you have trash cans below? The pencil sharpeners that collect all the wood shavings. How is there constantly wood shavings for the puke that is made up of what can only be described as one step above food for prisoners? Um, it is whereas prisoners get food that isn't for human consumption. You are getting. Um, one grade above dog food, which is made for human consumption. Anyways, I was just wanting to let you kids know that your school really needs your help and that they don't, they, they care, some care about you. Some probably care a little too much and are a little touchy, but we're going to get to that here soon. Um, as you look on the back of the page, you can win. Well, I guess not really win, but you, in a, in a way, you can earn a motorized scooter. Doesn't that sound great? A motorized scooter. You have to sell so much candy to get that, though. It is almost impossible. But we put it on here because we know that your parents can't afford it. That is why I'm here because your district is poor, your parents are poor, and you need me to help you guys raise money by selling sweet treats. Here we go. Children, I want you to, if you have had an uncle or maybe it is your aunt that has touched you inappropriately, here is what I want you to do. One, tell your parents Two, only after you extort them for candy money. Don't you want that motorized scooter so bad? Here's what I want you to do. If you have an uncle that has touched you in your no-no spot or whatever your parents have told you to call it, this is the time where you can profit on that. And by profit, you could um, tell them... I am going to tell my parents or the police or maybe maybe it's not even uncle. Maybe it's one of your teachers that is going to the bathroom with you because for some reason they don't think you can handle wiping your own butt. And uh, you're in the fifth grade and you're not in the class at the end of the hall, if you know what I mean. The loud class at the end of the hall where... The lights are a little dimmer, and you are afraid to look those kids in the eyes. God forbid, are they in here? Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought they might be, but I forgot they really don't verbalize well. So how can they help me help you help yourself? So yes, <clears throat> if you have an uncle or an aunt, that has molested you, now is the time to reap those benefits. And if that's not, if you are a child of divorce, pin your parents against one another. Pin them. Tell them, if you love me, you will either A, buy me a motorized scooter 
and I know you can't afford that, so you can afford to buy 50 of these chocolates. And if you can't take them to your job, I know some of you, your parents probably work at uh, McDonald's and Burger King and then drive Uber and Lyft afterwards because we live in a gig economy where the workers' rights for some reason are being chiseled away and yet a portion of the population applaud that because they think that makes them a better worker by working harder. Kids, I want you to grind for these candy bars because there is a grind mindset that has been in our culture for so long and it's only getting worse. Okay, first you're shelling out for chocolates and next you're picking up a pickaxe in two more years and you're heading down to the candy mines because god forbid we need some cobalt chocolate candies if you don't know what that is that's minerals baby um where uh fuck i'm I'm sorry i'm getting a little okay if you sell these candies i can't promise you that Santa will bring you what you want for Christmas, but I can promise you if you sell the amount of chocolate that is in between 1 and 50, you can get a toy that is an equivalent of a dollar store toy. You can get one of those army men parachute guys uh, where you can climb up a tree and throw it off. Do kids even climb trees anymore? Do you know what a tree is? Have you ever went outside and touched a tree? I'm not talking about virtual reality tree climbing game where you're a monkey or whatever the fuck that game was. I'm not talking about Fortnite where you are building with... I think they took building out of that. I don't know. Do kids climb tree? Okay, I'm sorry. Listen, we are here to fundraise and I just want you to know that things aren't getting any better so if you can hustle at this the the kids that do well in this are going to do well in life so if you don't care about this you don't care about life you're not going to get far and unfortunately a lot of you that i think that don't care about this are the ones that got molested in in these candy you're going to eat it and you're not going to pay for it and that's going to be turning into a drug habit that will not take the pain away from the divorce, from the molestation, from the cigarette burns, from anything that you have, from living in a motel, from living in a hotel, from living in a car. These chocolates will not take the pain away. They might for a moment, and I'm looking at you over there, you piggly wiggly, I've seen you been eyeing these the whole entire time, and I don't want to see you have one in your mouth the moment you walk out of these gymnasium doors because I don't believe you have any self-control or at the very least, your parents don't, and it has become a habit of yours that all three of you eat for love. You, 
your mom and your dad. You just eat instead of at a table in a dining room. You have TV trays in front of the TV, and it might not even be that. Maybe you're one of those disgusting families that makes pasta salad in a kiddie pool. And then you just lay in a kiddie pool and shovel taco salad in your mouth. Is that what you do? Anyway, um, so yeah, raise, sell candy bars, raise money for this school. Because if you don't, it's probably going to get shut down in 10 years or at the very least turn into like almost an adult ed for a couple years. And then uh, you guys, you, you guys will be going to different elementary schools that aren't, you know, you can't ride your bike to, I'll say, or walk to um, without maybe running into your uncle. So I kind of didn't know how to end it, so I just ended it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it would have went if I were to give one of those talks. And I always thought it was weird. Anyone that took it serious, I knew from the very beginning that fundraising was a scam in the sense that I knew all the work that I was putting in didn't make sense for the prizes that I was getting. I understood that the school wasn't making hardly anything from it. But if you watch the HBO documentary Telemarketers, you understand that Companies, businesses, schools, whatever, will gladly take 1% or more, you know, I'm, I'm just saying 1%, if they don't have anything to lose. They will gladly take 1% if they have nothing going into it. Now, I don't know how much percentage, I guess I could Google what percentage of school I like how we go school shooters are male school shooters are students schools have shooting school shooters were bullying <laughs> uh, what percentage of school funding fundraisers go to the school 76.1% controlling your school's fundraising noise. School fundraisers are effective. They only typically raise 2000 per fundraiser, depending how many people are involved. So how much fund run money actually goes to school? Uh, it's just, I can guarantee it's hardly anything. So right off, so I am trying to find, like, look at this. Valley of the Moon fundraising program for all. Mystery, so you get a mystery prize, a fucking slap band smiley face, a phone case, 
a VR gadget with yes and no keychain. I'm trying to, f can I not see this? So sell one item, you get a mystery prize. Sell four items. Huh. I'm trying to find like school fundraisers that I remember. Fundraisers for schools, 2000s. Prize catalog, $100. Sell one to five items. You get a lanyard pin. Sell six to 11 items. Can I get this larger? You get a LED light clip-on, uh, white earbuds. I'm sure they're dollar store. What is, so 50, 60 items. <clears throat> You're getting a Pro Series Deluxe headphones. I'm sure they're like five and below. Three and one you oh that's that's level six. Shit, it's cut off. Regardless, if you know what I'm talking about, the prizes are absolutely garbage. And for those that really took it serious, probably did pretty well in life and actually put forth an effort to not only go above and beyond whatever companies they are, but they also believe in bullshit. And they believe that working hard that benefits not really you, but benefits somebody and not even the, the school. You're working so hard to benefit nobody but the company. And that's just economics 101. That's fucking consumerism, capitalism 101. I ain't telling you anything you don't already know. <clears throat> I think the best um, thing ever that shows fundraising is from Boondocks when Riley understands that it's a racket and then goes face to face with the fundraising corporation in a gang battle. And I think that brilliantly eloquently shows you how much of it is a ruse and a scam in that if you are a street smart kid, you will understand what the hustle is. And you will either not buy into it like Huey did or you will see what it is like Riley did and go, I can do that. And I think not a lot have done that. They just go to the to the to the point of I am going to just work hard and get my slap band sticky smiley face. So I really didn't know how to end that, so I figured it'd be best just to end it. And uh, Halloween's coming right around the corner. Guys at work, um, 
wanted to do Rick and Morty characters or specifically Rick's. And, uh, which to me, it's fine, you know, whatever. I used to like Rick and Morty. I think I've seen up to season four, you know, the longer it took in between seasons, the less I cared about it. And then just a weird, toxic, weird, uh, culture around it, sort of self-hatred, you know, you either... There, there's a joke that you had to be super smart to get it, and then there's the joke of joking that you have to be super smart about it, and it's like samsara's wheel of am I smart, am I dumb, am I smart because I think it's dumb to say it's smart to like it. Anyways, I said I was, you know, I'm like, I don't want to be a party pooper, I'll just dress as Morty because it's so much simpler. A yellow shirt and a wig and I'm Morty and I can fucking, I don't know, put an eye patch on or put a, put a sock on my hand and be sock on my hand Morty. Uh, I said I was going as more, yeah, I'll go as a Morty and a coworker had the audacity to say, huh, yeah, of course you'd be a Morty. As I'm, to me, it's like, what is the issue with being a Morty? It is the duality between Rick and Morty. It is the polar opposites of the spectrum that attracts. You have the super genius autistic in the super retarded, antisocial, don't know how to behave autistic. It is a pleroma, the duality of autism that makes people so obsessed with it or like it or what have you. Um, so yeah, that's how I'll be celebrating Halloween on a Tuesday. I'll be dressing like Morty. Probably only the Morty there and being, uh, I don't know, ridiculed. I remember, and he here's the thing about climate change and why I believe it. And climate, and, and I say that I guess I should say uh, global warming. But when I was a kid in Michigan, there wasn't a Halloween that I don't remember it being super cold, snowing, or even had snow on the ground. And now as an adult, it is normally it phased from raining to being coolish in the sense of it's like 50, 60, not 30, 40. Um... So in my lifetime, I have seen it going from always cold, sometimes snowing Halloween to, you know, it's like you need a jacket to being bundled up over and under your costume because your mother cannot stand the cold, yet she is a frigid bitch. 
doesn't make sense. But hell. Apparently, there are levels of hell that are so cold, you burn in that sense. So even, yes, hell is cold and frigid and I don't I don't know what I why I got what something about my mom being a frigid bitch something about whatever maybe it made sense it made sense in the moment and that's what's important and I was never the biggest fan of Halloween I did like dressing up and I did like candy but I was a fat kid and it was very cold and sometimes snowing walking house to house, door to door, and not liking horror in general. And then, I don't know, being a pussy um, you know, made me not like Halloween. And I, so I never had the love for the, the, I I enjoyed dressing up and I enjoyed candy when I was a fat kid. Then I don't like, I don't really eat sweets. So I don't have that. I never enjoyed drinking. So I don't have that as an adult. Um, and like the Halloween, the scary movies I like is I'm a fucking film dork and I like Japanese horror movies. So, I like weird shit that nobody fucking knows. Um, so I've never really cared to go out. I've never cared. It's just a weird time of the year where I see people love it so much. I see people, I guess... I'm indifferent. It's not that I hate it. It's not that I think it's a satanic holiday. It's not a, I grew up being told it was a satanic holiday. And now that I, that I'm not super indoctrinated, I just missed out on what was fun. And, uh, that sucks because I feel like I didn't have that much of a childhood because a lot of things were taken away from me. Um, due to religious undertones throughout the roots of the family. I didn't have that. Uh, I had Halloween. Um, I'm just thinking to any of my super Christian or my, you know, JWs, not Jews. Not Je- I'm talking about Jehovah Witnesses. Um I assume Jewish people celebrate holiday or Halloween because it's not a Christian holiday. It's just a whatever, probably stolen from pagans or some other religion holiday. Um, yeah, I'm sick of this place. <laughs>